0: Welcome to episode number 23 of the Who Am I podcast with the Southside Church of Christ. We are taking time to look at our identity as Christians, and we especially want to consider what that means in today's world. This is Brian Dill, and here with me, as always, is the fantastic Jackson Wells. Hola, como estas? (laughs) Jackson's been learning some Spanish So uh, that's that's good for all of our Spanish speaking (laughs) listeners, I guess Uh, But Jackson, we have reached A milestone Okay do you
1: have any idea what the milestone is? My guess is that we—it has got to be a—it's either a certain number of downloads or streams.
0: It is neither of those. Okay, then I have no idea because I—I <laughs> I, I
1: looked. It's been two or three weeks, and we had passed the one thousand mark. Yes, for yes. for downloads, which was right. I think it was downloads. It might have been streams. That's I right. It was
0: downloads. Well, we're well over a thousand there, which yeah. is great. Yeah. That's great. I have no idea what it is. Uh, then. It's episode number twenty-three.
1: Oh, the and that's, perfect number. That's <laughs> your number. Yeah yeah that is
0: yeah <laughs> no I did not register <laughs> it was gonna be easy enough to get to number 23 i think you know yeah. like, uh, barring some major setbacks uh. it is it's crazy like we've been
1: we've been at it for five months now right like,
0: right over five months uh this is the first episode for the month of june let's get started with this episode As we are getting started with this episode, Jackson, I have a question for you. I probably have an answer. So
1: what do you think is the oldest thing that you own? The oldest thing that I own? Oh, man. That is a good (laughs) question. Off the top of my head, I've got got some church camp shirts that are pretty old. Church camp shirts? Okay. Um, Well relatively speaking, yeah. Old for you maybe. I know I know you've got some church camp shirts that are pretty old. Well like
0: I have church camp shirts that are older than you, so (laughs) so I mean they're pretty
1: young, I would say. (laughs) The uh the like my furniture I got like for like my bed frame, my dresser, oh right uh my chest is I got when I was thirteen, so that's twelve years old. Oh oh, Uh, good (laughs) night. Uh, going on, going on 13, going on 13. Okay. Um, yeah, I really don't, I really don't know that I have anything that's super, super old. Like I've got, I've got knickknacks and stuff from when I was a kid. Sure. But a lot of that is at my parents' house.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember those kinds of things, you know. Maybe even some things that your grandparents gave you. Yeah, you know when you were pretty young, or yeah, or maybe even been passed down. Any, anything uh, like uh, that's a, what know, I'm trying to think knife of, or like, something. Do I, do I
1: have anything that's been passed down for me? Again, at home, I, I know I've got. I think it's a pocket knife that my great grandfather had. At that's some pretty point. cool. Um, yeah, but I other than other than that, well, my my great great aunt Jonelle to my knowledge never drank okay but i did in it's in my room at my parents house but it's like one of those like a, a stein something and like when it has like a very has, decorative stein yeah, yeah yeah and it's that used to be like a thing people collected yeah and i think that's all it was was just a collectible thing for some reason it's in my room right um, <laughs> and and i got i got a hold of that yeah I've got yeah, some sure. furniture in my house that's probably pretty old okay. like like just just right. people when i moved here people gave me couches you gave me a couch I, right right i got like you, 12 couches You need furniture <laughs> when you're
0: young and just starting out you know
1: i need to build a, a couch bunk a bunk couch is hey, what I need a to A double decker couch? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the Lego movie. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've got, I've, I've probably got some, some just old stuff that I don't even right. know. Uh, That's true. That, that, that may be true. I mean, the house is 1960s. Right, right. <laughs> the house. <laughs> it's not my house, but you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as I was, as I wrote this question down, I was thinking, I, I've got a couple things that are uh, well over a hundred years old. Um I have a a bible that is from uh right at the turn of
1: the yeah, 20th century it's yeah. from 1900 you needed to answer this question first and, because now you're jogging my memory <laughs> <laughs> So I have
0: I have this bible it's a, it's a very very old bible it was carried by a guy who served in the British royals oh, That's awesome Um and in the apparently the, the, the Napoleonic wars uh oh, because he he based on where it says he was in the years he was there fighting in the in the Mediterranean that's what was going on. It's uh, almost
1: 150 years old.
0: It's uh yeah, 120 something, you God know, right dear. in that range. Wow. Then I also have a copy of the Gospel Advocate from 1908. Wow. That the the Jenkins brothers, Dale and Jeff Jenkins uh, Dale, by the way, is going to be a guest on our show yes. later this year. Yes. Dale and Jeff Jenkins were cleaning out their dad's stuff when he passed away, and they found all these old copies of The Gospel Advocate, wow. and so they took the ones that they wanted to keep, and then at just a conference or something that I was at, they laid them all out on the stage and said, When we're done today... Come take whatever you want. That's awesome. And so I specifically went and found one from 1908 because at that That's point the, in time, that was the last time the Cubs yeah. had won a World <laughs> Series.
1: <laughs> and I That's thought,
0: awesome. okay, what was the world like yeah. back then? Yeah. And uh, wow. it's it's really it's neat. When so I,
1: when I was interning at Horton Chapel, they had a closet filled with gospel advocates. Oh wow! And I'm talking like they went back to at least the 1950s. Sure and it was just like box after box after box and i can't remember right like who was collecting them or anything but it's just like okay this is where they go, this That's, is where they go. <laughs> yeah yeah every
0: month it comes in the mail okay we'll put yep. it in the closet when we're done yep. reading it <laughs> yep That's well awesome. this week the question that we're asking is am i a grudge holder okay and sometimes one of the oldest things that we still have or one of the oldest things that we're still holding on to is actually a grudge. Yeah. And we hold on to the anger, and we hold on to the pain and the resentment that results from someone doing harm to us in some way. Yeah. And it may be weeks or months or even years ago that this happened, and we're still not over it. We still can't let it go. Yeah. And I think all of us— at some point in our lives are going to deal with this and and have to figure out how to move forward
1: absolutely i think it's it's something that we we think when we're holding a grudge we're doing the right thing like, i'm <laughs> right gonna, i'm gonna show them <laughs> i can remember when i was a student in high school i had a disagreement with a teacher and i held on to that grudge i just did because okay. I, I was like i i'm mad and this is the right thing for me to do, and right. if if I had the chance to complain about it, I did because I thought that me having a grudge was was the best thing. Right. So, I mean, yeah, we're we're all we're all capable of it. Because <laughs> going, we're capable of it when we were little kids. I'd I'd get in a fight with my cousin. Two weeks later, I could remember that fight, and when we hung out again, I could be like, "I'm not letting you play with this toy." Last time, you blah 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 blah. Right. So it's something that we've been doing since we were really little, whether we realize it or not. That's right. When it when it shows its face in adulthood, it can be a lot uglier. You're
0: right. Problematic. And, but at the same time, I do think that the fact that it is something that we do as children should tell us something mm-hmm. about what that means. Grudge holding really is. Yeah. It is really very much an immature way of going about life. Yeah. And we need to be able to move beyond that and no longer identify as the kind of people, the kind of immature people that are going to be holding mm-hmm. a grudge. Because God has very different expectations for us. In fact, he expects the complete opposite.
1: Right. Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says this, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Holding a grudge is the complete opposite of forgiveness, and that is what God wants us to do. Whenever you're holding a grudge, it's because Something happened, there was some disagreement, there was some sin that happened, whatever, and you're holding on to that, and we're supposed to forgive. We're supposed to, right. to kind of let it go. We're going to talk about that later. But. Right. Well, right. yeah, yeah.
0: And, and I think that just the fact that it is listed there in those verses in Ephesians 4 uh-huh. is really interesting. The idea that you look at the expectation is forgiveness and kindness and and tenderhearted, but you look at all the things that you've got to let go, mm-hmm. bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, and malice. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you're holding on to exactly. a grudge. Saying, that's like, like, what all of that is. <laughs> they, they
1: They're they're all clumped together yes. in, in a grudge. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Grudges, are nasty. Grudges are, are nasty. They are.
0: They and, are, and they don't benefit anyone. No. They certainly don't benefit us as the grudge holder right because we're not we're not having a forgiving heart right so and, we're <laughs> and they going don't against God's will And they don't do anything to affect the person against whom the grudge is being held right. because many times they're not going to even know right because we haven't taken the time to express how hurt we actually were by what they said or did yeah And nothing ever is going to be resolved. By holding in the grudge, yeah,
1: and like the the idea of not—you you don't have to have a relationship with somebody like like a deep, meaningful relationship with somebody who's wronged you, but the fact that you're not even going to give that and a chance, right? Especially if it's somebody who doesn't know Christ, um, you're 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 really damaging your your chances to affect them.
0: That's right. That's right. Now, if the expectation is forgiveness which we know it is, that doesn't mean that that is an easy thing for us to do. It's not as though we can just flip a switch and say, okay, I am over it and I can move on. Mm -hmm. You know, it is the easiest thing in the world for us to do is to hold on to that resentment long after the incident has happened, even small incidents. It's easiest to hold on to those things. And I think that is why we would say that it is – the more mature Christian who is going to be able to move forward right. and let go of past hurt and really continue to love and forgive and be kind to the people who may have hurt us in the past. Because the the easiest thing to do is again, it's what a child would do. Yeah. You know, it's the natural yeah. knee jerk reaction. And so, Matthew 6 is another passage that I think we ought to pay close attention to. Matthew 6, starting with verse 14, says, For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That verse is pretty blunt. I mean, there's there's no wiggle room there, I don't think. Yeah the impact that forgiveness or the lack of forgiveness has on your spiritual life is
1: significant yeah it could be it could be pretty detrimental if there's a lack of forgiveness in your heart
0: right right <laughs> the, you absolutely cannot be forgiven if you're unwilling to forgive
1: right right so the question becomes if this is god's expectation for us to forgive and grudge-holding and forgiveness can't, like, coexist. That's right. How do we go about forgiving? Right. How how do we overcome that? We've been deeply hurt by something. There's something that has affected our lives. How do we go about forgiving someone who has hurt us? How do we avoid holding that grudge?
0: Exactly. And I think one of the things that that is often said that I think is is not taught in Scripture is some people believe that... Someone has to ask for forgiveness before you can give it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, what a crazy thing yeah. to, to suggest! Yeah. That how is how is that anything but holding a grudge? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or finding an excuse to hold a grudge. Exactly. Because one of the first things that we have to remember for ourselves is what is written in Romans five and verse eight, which tells us how blessed we are. By God's forgiveness, because it describes it this way. It says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now think about what this is actually telling us. What is this actually saying to us? While we were still sinners, God didn't say, Okay, now as long as you say you're sorry. I will offer my son. Mm-hmm. That's not the way it works. Mm-hmm. He offered his son for forgiveness. Uh, the The forgiveness is available to us if we will accept it, regardless uh, of whether or not we first ever said,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know I never had a chance to, to say sorry to God before Jesus died for me, you know? <laughs>
0: uh, right, right. <laughs> and yet, you know, compare that to how we often operate today the things for which we are forgiven by the blood of jesus compared to the things that we can't let go of that people have done to us is absurd
1: yeah yeah <laughs> like logically speaking jesus dying for us is it's a little ridiculous because we aren't perfect and we're going to continue to sin right and so the the fact that he did and without us asking, <laughs> uh-huh. right, is is that selflessness that we also need to have when it comes to others?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's so crazy to me that it's it's the hurt feelings mm-hmm. that we just can't let go. We of. we harbor them. We, somebody we, you know said something mean. Yeah. Or somebody uh, said something that. Uh, we didn't like that was aimed at, at my kids. Yeah, you know. Oh no, yeah. You know, and and we can't let go of these things while God was willing to forgive far worse things. Yeah, from us.
1: There's there's like this idea that if I hold on to this, I'm holding something over you a <laughs> right. little bit, and it puts right. me in a position of of power and everything. Or so we think. And <laughs> then yeah, so we think. And then when we, we go back to the cross and we're like, Well, Jesus was submitting himself to death for us, like Exactly. The, the the easiest thing for us to do is to forgive somebody for it should be for something. Right. Right. Sometimes it's petty that we can hold a grudge over, you know. Exactly. Uh, so really it is simply a matter of letting it go. Elsa Elsa <laughs> right. was on to something. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I was just she thinking was, that. She was on to something. <laughs> Now we we we're not always gonna forget because a lot of people say forgive and forget that's physically impossible you you can't right
0: our brains don't necessarily operate that way
1: but but we have to be able to get past the resentment and bitterness exactly and forgiveness is how we do that
0: that's right that's right and and you know when we say forgive and forget maybe what we hopefully intend by that is. That we need to forgive and move forward yeah. as though yeah. this never happened. Yeah, we pretend
1: to forgive. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> it, when we treat people as though they had never done exactly, that
1: exactly. against us. One of the, the coolest discussions, I think, that ever happened in the Bible, in the New Testament, was whenever uh, Jesus was asked, how many times should I forgive my brother? And he <laughs> right. says 70 times 70, or, or 7 times 70, and it's like, that that's a lot of times jesus and of course he was essentially right. saying as many times as he wrongs you exactly um and then to to then act like whatever happened didn't happen it's a it's a it's a pretty powerful thing but that's what happens when we when we are washed of our sins like jesus is like okay you are born again you're new like there's no more we, we've forgotten about your past we're, we're moving on and that's absolutely kind of how it how it is with forgiveness um so remember that this is about freeing yourself from the anger and the burden that comes from holding a grudge. Uh, when we put negative thoughts into our mind, when we hold on to those negative thoughts, then that's what's going to come out of us. If it's if, if sure. what we're holding on to and, and thinking about, and that's what's going to come out of our heart. And that's just right. not good.
0: <laughs> well, and, and think about, you hit it exactly. This is this is a heart issue. mm mm-hmm. It is damaging to us to hold on to this grudge. Yeah. It is it is damaging to the way we go about our lives day in and day out because we've got this weight on us that is that is keeping us from being able to focus on what we ought to be focusing on. It's damaging to our hearts because we we are allowing the the hatefulness and the resentment to really just do damage to our spiritual well being, yeah, absolutely, and our relationship with God and our relationship with others are going to suffer.
1: Forgiveness is a is a necessary part of being a Christian, absolutely. And, and you you can't hold grudges and forgive; they just they just can't exist on the same plane. Um,
0: and and I would say it is going to be difficult for us to even be Christians be Christ like mm-hmm. while holding a grudge. Yeah. Because we have abandoned the model that Christ gave us of forgiveness.
1: Yeah. There's uh well, there there's two things that one is this is this is kind of silly, but if there was ever a word that sounded like how bad it was, it would be grudge. <laughs> Like yes, like grudge just sounds like it's not it's harsh. It's not good for you. Yeah, but I think some people think that it is a sign of weakness if you are so quick to forgive, and so right. holding on to that grudge kind of makes you seem like you're strong. And you <laughs> knew you made the right decision. Right, holding on to this right. grudge, and that's just not that. That is a that is a a false idea. Yes. And Jesus didn't. Jesus didn't hold on to any grudges. Exactly. Right? Like if he if he did, he would not have died on the cross. <laughs>
0: right, right. The only way that we're going to be able to heal properly from any incident in which we've been harmed is to forgive. Mm-hmm. Is to move forward. Yeah. It's it, holding on to the grudge does not help us heal in any way. And I think that's why Scripture is is so blunt. On the issue is so clear that forgiveness absolutely must be a part of the way that we live our lives. And I'm not sure that this isn't one of the most difficult lessons for us as Christians Mm -hmm. to really incorporate this into our lives. Because, as we've said, the easiest thing in the world is to hold on to that grudge. Yeah is to not be willing to let go to to continue to look down at people to continue to to uh, mistreat people in yeah. in maybe little ways that we this can get away like petty with stuff yeah passive aggressiveness just just because what? sometime months ago or years ago they said this and i can't believe they did that you know what,
1: what is crazy is that we don't realize when we're doing that how much of a burden that is right exactly like like it, it weighs you down and the reason that i say this is because that the teacher that i had a disagreement with it was a stupid disagreement and a couple years later i finally had the opportunity to apologize to her <laughs> and it felt like there was this crazy weight lifted off my shoulder and I was like why have I been holding on to that and until that happens to you a lot of times you're gonna continue to hold on to that grudge <laughs> that's right that's exactly <laughs> and, right and it was it was I'm, I'm not I'm not joking it was it was a great feeling to to be able to to go up and apologize to somebody for holding the grudge, and they may not have even known that I was holding it, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but but I had, and I and you know you, you feel guilty about stuff like that, but whenever I had the opportunity and and took it, it just it felt like that burden had been lifted, and to then not have to worry about that, to to know that I have I've done the thing that Christ has asked me to do, there's just so much more freedom,
0: exactly, so much more freedom. So if you want that kind of freedom, if you want the healing that can come by following the example of Christ, by following the expectations God has for you, the answer to the question, am I a grudge holder, has to be no. Mm-hmm. It, you, you cannot hold on to those hurt feelings and any resentment yep. or anger and continue to claim to be a follower of Christ.
1: The, the answer needs to be no. I am a forgiver. <laughs>
0: That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, any other thoughts on this subject,
1: I, Jackson? I think I, I've exhausted myself on this. Okay, one. <laughs> okay.
0: And this is this is one of those that I think is a challenge for so many of us. Yeah. Uh, but it is absolutely essential to our spiritual well-being yeah. in our relationship with God. And I
1: was going to say it's it's not it's not always easy to do that. There there're definitely some things that have happened to people that we're not we're not trying to make light of. Um, Absolutely. It, it it's very sometimes it's very hard to forgive. It is. Um and and but with with Christ it, it it's possible. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, we really want to thank all of you for listening this week and we are happy that you have chosen to take the time to listen to this week's podcast and we hope that this was one that was very helpful to you in your faith and especially is going to help you grow in your identity as a follower of jesus have a blessed day